Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Helena Smolock, and here's a bit about Helena. Helena Smolock is the founder and president of Velocity Athletic Training. She has over 35 years experience in the fitness industry. Her journey as a track athlete in high school led her to a rewarding career in fitness. Her original career choice was to become a criminal lawyer, but after spending six months of work experience at the courthouse in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, criminal division, she quickly shifted her mind and gears. Today, Helena continues her journey as a fitness professional and as a master athlete. She has assisted corporate clients, semi-pro athletes, clients with cancer, heart disease, and post-rehab clients with injuries in her studio, where she helped them gain strength via resistance training, body-mind connection via meditation and anchoring. She has led thousands of classes of various levels and with the ever-changing industry, is certified to teach and lead step, spin, strength, aquafit classes, she participates in each class as well as each personal training client has experienced her compassionate, firm, technical, but comical style of leadership. She continues to remain the, in the current as well as ever-changing industry. Beginning in the spring of this year, Helena will embark on a journey towards accomplishing a PhD in natural medicine and wellness. And without further ado, Please welcome Helena Smolock to GEMS Podcast. Thank you, Jim. I am honored to, first of all, meet you and, of course, to be on your show. Thank you so much for the opportunity. My pleasure. So before we dive in, I want you to unpack the cheetah in your logo. (laughs) You want me to unpack? Yes. I want you to tell me why did you choose um, the cheetah and the name Velocity? Um, Well, the, you know, I've been in the industry, as you said, over 35 years. And um, I've managed many fitness facilities. I've had a couple of studios under my belt as well. And when it came to uh, birthing Velocity Athletic Training, it took me quite a few months to sort of uh, plan it out, plan, plan the, the idea, the brand, and where is it all going to stem from? So what I did was go back in time and I started to reflect on when I started in the industry back in high school, I was 16 years old. And, um, at the same time I was, uh, still in high school and I ran track uh, so back in, in that time period, I started to think about, well, I ran fast and then I taught five classes every day after school. 
Um, and I was dubbed by coach the, the, uh, the stallion. So I started to think about, well, what's the fastest cat, the cheetah? <laughs> nice. And I like how you went back in time and you really connected with your younger self in order to bring yeah. your younger self and merge it to where you are now. And today we're going to be talking about women's health and wellness, as well as fitness. And how important is it for us to have good health and how that complements our overall wellness, mind, body, and soul. So with you having all this experience, what are some of the key things that you like to guide your clients to take ownership of whenever they first start working with you? Um, well, when they first come to me, um, and this is particularly, you know, both male and female, but today we're, we're going to sort of tap into the, to the you know, the female clients. Um, one of my first steps in a consultation is to gather information. Uh, and that is implemented by using the PARQ form, as well as I do have, uh, it's about maybe eight pages uh, of a questionnaire. And it's not just, um, you know, liability uh, questions, yes and no answers. There's questions about how you would rate your fitness level, where did you start, where, how you know, where do you want to go? Uh, what are your goals short term, as well as long term? Um, we also question the diet, uh, how you're feeling when you eat, how you feel after you eat during your, what you're eating. Uh, it, it's a very, very in depth uh, gathering of, uh, of information. One that is very, very confidential, very private between myself and the client. Um, and that's why I've always uh, operated any business, uh, any fitness facility that I managed. But the gathering of information and from there, we tap into what the goals are, as I mentioned, you know, short term. And that short term is within the first three months of training. Um, it's a good marker because I also look at it's the th first three months that the physiological changes begin to happen. So do I take a client and automatically have them do 20 push-ups and jumping jacks? And no, <laughs> we, we build that that uh, level up. So we, in the first, I'd say month or so, I'm actually testing a client with each session. So I'm testing and then the next time around they come back, I'm testing them again. But at the same time as I'm testing, I'm helping them build strength, flexibility, uh, build up their cardiovascular system. Um, and, and, after each session, they're feeling better. They're feeling stronger. They're feeling more positive, as well as one of the most important things or factors that um, whether you're an athlete or not, uh, is how your mindset, where is it at? How do you feel about your body? 
And where do you want to go with it? I think for women, especially during, you know, with marketing out there, uh, we're prone to becoming victimized by, I've got to look this way, I've got to be this way, my hair is, you know, like I said, is my hair okay? <laughs> um, so, you know, there's so many factors that we need to look at to apply to your training sessions. And each session um, is a time for you, for nobody else, right? There's no boss around. There's no uh, children running around. There's no husband. It's between myself and, and your, yourself. And it's the time to discover your your inner strengths, your inner flexibilities, your inner uh, mindset, your emotional mindset as well. It's a huge connection. And I speak this way because as an athlete back in high school, these are things that we looked at. These are subjects that coach would talk to us about. And when you're 16 years old, your mind is uh, like a sponge. So you're absorbing all that information, right? It's just, you're like going, whoa, I am going to run even faster tomorrow. Um, You know, so it's the same, the same concept, the same um, subjects are applied in my personal training sessions with clients. Women, we have another factor that we need to look at, and that is our hormonal panel. Uh, it fluctuates, we're, you know, fluctuates every second of our day. And so as well as we have our monthly cycles, we have, you know, we bear children. So that unit in the body, the ovaries, the, the whole unit um, is, is another, um, do I want to say challenge? I don't want to say challenge <laughs> to look at. It's, it's another system to look at and understand that, whatever would be hindering your progress, for example, weight loss, right? Um, In the marketing supplementation industry, there are so many fat burners out there and and we're bombarded psychologically with, oh, I'll try this fat burner, this is gonna help, or I'm gonna try another fat burner. That's not the answer. The answer is, are you balanced hormonally to accomplish that weight loss? So there are, you know, your thyroid, your androgens, your uh, um, estrogens, these all have to be looked at. And I don't look at that. That's up to a doctor. Uh, We do rule that out because I do send clients if they're interested in finding out if their, you know, their, their problem is hormonal imbalance. We do look at that. Okay. And then I want to jump in really quick, Helena, because in the beginning, um, when you started talking and you started talking about what it would look like for your clients to work with you, you mentioned the the PQ form, and I'm not familiar with that. And I want to put some context around there. Can you elaborate exactly what is a PQ form? That way the listeners and, and the viewers could follow along too. And then I will jump in with something else. Sure. Um, the, the, it's actually called the PARQ form. So the PARQ form is, was established and created in Canada by uh, doctors, uh, university professors, as a tool to gather the information from a client 
uh, so that you can find out more about their medical history, uh, if they have uh, any inheritance of disease like heart disease, um, diabetes, as well as if they've had any injuries throughout the body or if they've had physiotherapy. Um, that tool is actually the first tool that every certification um, organization out there has implemented, not just in Canada, but also here in the US. It's, it's one of the, the most important tools to have um, to gather that information. So once, and, and one of the rules about the PARQ form is that if a client has answered yes to any of the questions on the PARQ form, uh, we do not start training right away. Uh, I would require a medical certificate or cl medical clearance per se from the doctor stating, yes, it is all right for so-and-so to begin uh, a workout uh, program with, with your company. Uh, the, these are the restrictions they may have. This is some of the medication they're on. So we work alongside with the client's uh, doctor to ensure that the client is in a safe environment and I know what the challenges are and the medication they're on. Hmm. And I'm glad that, you know, they adopted that in Canada, but now in the U.S. because you definitely don't want to be liable if you put the client through certain exercises and, you know, training methods, and then their body is not equipped to handle it, because they may feel like they're fine. And they just want to see those results faster, without really checking in fully with their body. Um, another thing that really stood out to me as you were elaborating on what it looks like to work with you is having them go through mindsets to see are they conditioned to making those lifestyle choices and changes in order for them to see the results that they anticipate. Because there's so many quick fixes out here right now on the market. And those quick fixes are only temporary, not permanent. So you talked about the mindset, you talked about nutrition, and just overall, wellness. And I think that is so important that not only do you have to spend time exercising, but you also have to be mindful of what are you putting inside of your body? How is it making you feel and how that is going to help you have the energy to do those workouts. And with yeah. women's health, one thing that I feel is taking away from women really achieving their health in a holistic way is the pressures of what they see on social media, because everyone is trying to jump on the bandwagon with these fads, these Instagram models, these celebrities, and etc. And I feel like if people stop using the filters, and if we just embrace, you know, our natural beauty, and just let other women know it's okay to not have that perfect body. It's okay to be comfortable in your own skin and your own element. We will see a change within nutrition and wellness overall. What are your thoughts there? Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred and <laughs> 200% actually. Um, I'll, I'll let you know, I've never had one client drop out ever. 
they they've completed you know we start off with a three-month uh package and they continue on because they're motivated in a healthy way um now with what you said earlier about you know IG and, and and all the celebrities and all that. Well, you know that's a whole different caliber. Um, you know when you have money to to make changes to your body, well, that's great, right? Um, and I mean that you know surgically uh, with fitness, and especially for women, you everybody's built differently. Okay, so I'm the mesomorph. That's why I can run fast. I'm a short distance power runner, I'm a power athlete. So, so I, my body can handle the, the intensity. Now, if I brought in, say, Miss So and So, who's uh, six foot something, and she's got the longer limbs, and I say to her, okay, I want you to run from point A to point B, say 100 meters, and what, twenty less than 20 seconds? Well, she may do it, but she may feel more exhausted because someone like her, with her body shape, it's easier for her to run longer distance at a steady pace, if that makes sense. So, the, you know, that's another thing I look at is the body type. Because once you understand your body type, you know and understand what exercises are going to work. And if you know and understand each machine, you know, because some clients do need to be put on the machines for post rehab, uh, when you understand the machines and you understand biomechanics and how to integrate both, you're going to have positive results. Um, so that's another another factor to look at is the body type of your client, right? Mesomorph, endomorph, octomorph. Uh, what category do they fall under? Now, women um, carry weight differently, obviously. You know, we have a higher percentage of fat. Um, and some women burn fat a lot quicker and some women don't. So again, we go back to the hormonal panel. We, we look at that. What's, what's happening? Are the androgens too high? Are, you know, are you going through menopause, perimenopause? That really affects your body. And I'm, walk, I'm a walking example of that. I've been fit all my life. All my life. I've never, you know... I taught, what, 15 classes with after school uh, per week and then training on track. Yes, I was quite, we use that term, ripped, <laughs> right? Um, so up until 2016, you know, I, I don't mean to bring the, the show down or anything, but I did lose my dad. And that just sort of put me in a, you know, that's another thing, right? Stress, uh, cortisol levels. Uh, those are uh, factors to look at as well, because at that point, when you when you go through a stressful period, and let's face reality, women we are more maternal and we're, we feel we're more, you know, emotional. So when when that kicks in, it, it takes the whole system out of whack as well, and that that's exactly what happened with me. And I would say for the first time in my life. Um, 
I, I stood back and I realized, wow, this is what some clients go through, right? And so it made me even more compassionate towards uh, anybody that comes and says, I'm just, I can't lose this 20 pounds. I'm frustrated. And so I was on the other side and I thought, oh my goodness, you know, sometimes we have to go through that tunnel of emotion or loss to really understand, not really understand, but look on the other side of it and know, wow, I get it. Absolutely. And I could totally resonate where you're coming from. I lost my dad in November of 2020. And that stress is, and it definitely stress plus the grief is one that will definitely take you out of whack and send you down a downward spiral if you don't get a hold of yourself and then emotional eating on top of that, because you're eating to cope. And there's other things that people do for their guilty vices that is not conducive to their overall health and wellness. And until someone brings it to their realization or until you take a step back, pause and reflect, you may not see it until it's a little bit too late. But um, I want to dial a little bit back here because you mentioned body types. And I think this would be a good place to elaborate. There were different body types that you highlighted. Can you talk about each one of them? And then what what does that body type um, comprise of? Because I think that would be a good segue to educate the community so they could know, okay, what type of body type and category do I fall within? Um, So the octomorph, as I mentioned earlier, and actually I did have a client that was, she was like six foot something and she was just these long arms and long legs. So, um, excuse me. One of the things with that body type is, and their, their challenge is flexibility. So I would always have to shorten her, levers per se so our levers are you know our arms and our legs so I'd always have to shorten them so that she can feel the the resistance that I've I've got her and and the intensity of the resistance um so that that type of uh body type is you know they they burn calories very quickly they can eat whatever they wish and uh but the drawback with that one that body type is that again flexibility is an issue um they may put on a lot of weight later in life, uh, but I think that's probably, um, as we age, we, we tend to put on some pounds. Um, and then the endomorph, they're usually the rounder, softer, uh, they fall into the obesity range. Uh, they have a challenge of losing weight and um, they look more like, the, you know, the smaller upper body and then the larger lower half, like the wider hips. And, and uh, they do have a challenge with losing um, body, like fat around the midsection. And then of course, there's a mesomorph where we are, if we stop working out and this, I'm going to mention this again, when I lost my father, I did, I stopped, I didn't, I stopped working out. So when I think of fat, I forgot about training. And so what happened, I put on those pounds rather quickly, 
But uh, once I start moving again, like I did a Taekwondo on Saturday and you know, I'm running, uh, my body shape is coming back. Um, now, again, age is a factor. Uh, am I springing right back into like when I was 16? No, not yet, but it's getting there. <laughs> So us mesomorphs, we're more of the power athletes. Um, yes, we can, uh, again, with age, we can eat whatever we, we wish. Uh, but as you get older, again, I think that falls into every category, uh, every body type anyways. So, um, so those are the three body types. Uh, bear in mind, again, with women, it's your home, hormonal system. Uh, always get that checked. I think that's very, very important. Those are really great. And thank you for elaborating on those three body types because then it's educating us on doing the research so we can learn more about those body types and how we can look for tendencies or characteristics that we need to work on if we take that information to our training. Now I want to segue into the nutrition aspect because yes, you could do all this incredible exercise, but if you don't eat properly um, based on the foods that you're eating, as well as the supplements that you're um, using, then some of the fitness that you're doing can easily go down the drain. Because I think the saying is, it's 80% what you eat, 20% um, the body movement. Is that correct, Helena? Yes. Um, Excuse me. So back in 2004, in, I'm, I'm from British Columbia, Canada, um, I did some research on uh, in the market. And why I did research was because, again, I started in the industry when the aerobics boom happened. It was a huge craze. I mean, you had Best Moda on television doing a 20-minute workout and and it was televised three or four times a day so so that mentality started to pick up around you know the US and Canada uh, so from that time period to 2004 in between so many changes have happened with our food chain as well as with our fitness so for example, when I went out, did market research in 2004 in Langley, British Columbia, Canada, I went to the local mall and I just randomly chose people that fit into my target market. And when I asked them questions like about fitness, about uh, their health, nutrition, one of the first things they said was that they were confused about nutrition because of the changes that the food chain has gone through. So now we have genetically modified. Do do we eat organic? Because you hear, yes, organic is good. And then you hear, no, organic is bad. And so the, the consumers, you know, I mean, think of it, go to your local um, grocery store, go into the health food section, and it's basically sh- shelves upon shelves of supplementation. So, you know, for the average consumer who doesn't have the educational background in applied nutrition, um, they go, well, what should I, you know, should I take this? Should I take that? 
so it's confusing. So when I finished that research, I gathered my information and came up with um, the corporate live life well uh, program. And that entails, yes, 80% of your, your uh, lifestyle accounts to nutrition. So for example, and I've, I've had clients do this to me, uh, you know, they come in and they're, you know, I put them through their workout and <clears throat> then they go over to say McDonald's because they don't have time when they get home to make a healthy meal. So over a period of time, I'm like, okay, it's time to measure you. Uh, so when I measure them, I'm like, oh, it's, how come there's no change? And then the, the uh, secret comes out. Well, sometimes I go over to, you know, I don't have time to cook when I get home. Uh, so I go to the fast food and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> right? No, no, no. So we, we, what we've done is create time management to prepare healthy meals. And how is that done? You do it the night before. Prepare what you want to eat for the next day. Take it with you to work. Uh, when you get home, there's something there already prepared for you in the, in the refrigerator. Um, so, you know, that's preparing and, and scheduling what you want to eat. And don't be afraid to experiment. Uh, don't just stick with salads, right? And salads are really, to me, they're empty calories. So you can keep eating as much as you want and, and you're not going to put on a lot of weight having a salad with, you know, various veggies. Experiment with other foods as well, like other ethnic foods, uh, because a lot of other cultures use valuable herbs that actually work well in the body that balance hormones too. So, you know, go out there and experiment, experiment and read the label. Do you know how many people don't read labels? And the labels have become more complex with the changes that have happened within our, our food uh, chain. So, you know, labels have changed in terms of what's in the packaged good that you're buying. So I agree, 80% of your lifestyle accounts towards what's going in the body. And thank you for adding all of the value there, Helena. And as we begin to wind down, I want you to leave our listeners and viewers with one to two gems and your call to action for this segment. Absolutely. So... Always remember, and I share this with clients, it's simple. It's so simple. Do not make it complicated. Um, I came up uh, and I share this with clients, my simple solution. Number one, satisfy. So you satisfy your body's nutritional needs. Number one, that, that is your medicine. Food is our medicine. It's changed over the years, but you can really become informed and always, always work with a trainer that has the credentials to teach you the right way. Um, the credentials are, uh, you know, a registered dietitian 
or an RNC, a registered nutritional consultant, which is what I am. I work more holistically and in, in, in sharing how to eat properly. Incorporate, okay? Incorporate physical activity and fitness, whether it's 20 minutes. Back, then, back in the day, that's all it took was 20 minutes. And in 20 minutes, I can have you sweating. It's that simple. Uh, modify your stress levels. If something is pulling you, you know, in the wrong direction or, you know, someone's put a dent in your day, just learn to, as much as you can, to brush it off, step away, take a deep breath, rebalance yourself. Uh, be positive about your self-image, okay? Work with what you have and, and set goals to change if you want drastic change, look inside. What are your challenges? Hey, I've been in the industry 39 years. When I gained weight, I had my challenges. So I looked inside and I realized dad doesn't want me to keep crying about him every day and eat potato chips. So I had to switch that. That was my challenge. Uh, this is very important. Exercise patience. Loving yourself, number one, and motivate. Find some seed in your thought. What motivates you um, to get up, move, unleash your inner athlete. Be it, live it. That's my message to you. Amazing. And Helena, how can our listeners and viewers connect with you? What's your website and where do you hang out on social media? My uh, website address is triple W velocity athletic training. It's right behind me. <laughs> I'm on um, Twitter at velocity athlete. I'm on IG velocity rocks. Um, I'm on alignable as well as LinkedIn as well as, oh, sorry, YouTube. I have a online radio show called velocity athletic training radio. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Helena Smolok talk about all things fitness and wellness. Make sure you get moving, get your heart rate up and pumping, break that sweat, and really do something to condition your body so you can have that longevity that you desire. Stop Netflixing and chilling. Stop eating those potato chips and definitely find a balance so you can really feel like you want to look. And all it starts with making those small changes and those small changes will turn into gradual impacts. Until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Don't forget to subscribe and share this segment with family members and friends. We're on 40 plus platforms and follow us on YouTube at GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. Until we chat next time, have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, 
with W-I-T-H Genesis G-E-N-E-S-I-S Amaris A-M-A-R-I-S Kemp K-E-M-P at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.